Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition, where we look at the new normal as the world begins to recover from the global pandemic. I'm David Robinson, the online editor at The Banker, and my guest today is Barry Cashman, Regional Vice President at Veritas Technologies, a cloud uh, data management company. Barry, welcome. Good afternoon. Great to talk to you. So today, Barry, we're looking at the role of data management at banks at a time of rising regulatory fines and ransom payments. Um, Ransomware attacks have reportedly risen 20% over the past year, obviously amid the pandemic. At the same time, digital banking, because of the pandemic, has surged in popularity and customers are trusting banks with more and more personal data. It's an interesting time, Barry. How should banks contend with a growing ransomware threat? Yeah, thank you, David. It's a really interesting topic because one of the biggest challenges for banks is they generally hold their data across multiple instances. So you may have the, say, the legacy data on, on a mainframe environment that are then built up uh, open system environments, potentially e-commerce environments, and then mobile application environments as well. So the data is spread across a number of multiple areas. And the challenge, obviously, for the banks is to try and manage that and, and make sure that, you know there aren't weaknesses in the system as, the, as they move through. So really, in terms of how a bank would look at it at high level, there's, there's three things really. So firstly, try and reduce the IT attack service. What do I mean by that is you know, how do you get a unified policy across everything so you haven't got individual holes in the areas that I've just said. You can come in and literally come in and grab data or break into the systems and get hold of data. Um, secondly, you really look, you need to look for um, anomalous behavior. So really, you know, as, you, as you're monitoring the systems, are there strange things going on in your environment? Is there different behavioral people coming in and looking at the data, et cetera, et cetera. So you're looking at really, A, reduce the attack surface, B, look for anomalous behavior, look for strange different behavior in the environment that might trigger some sort of warning. And then thirdly, you need at scale across the whole bank, a strategic recovery program. And what I mean by that is, how do you ensure the data is locked away safely? And if somebody does come in and tries to get the data, A, they can't get the data, but B, more importantly, in the environment where once you recover from it, you can just get the data back and continue business as usual as you move forward. There's a technology called worm technology, which is really write once and read many. And what we mean by that is you would keep a copy of your data in an immutable place, which effectively means no one can touch it. So literally you take a copy of the data, goes to an immutable place, it's time stamped, And therefore if somebody does break into the environment, they can't actually get hold of that data. The data is encrypted. They can't take any of the data out and they can't actually delete the data. That is critical. So if somebody does get in the environment, actually it's no use because the data is, is, is deleted, it's locked away and it can't be brought back then you would have your own your security environment. Once you've cleared up the ransomware threat, you then just use your codes to, to bring that data back and your business is back up and running. Does that make sense? It certainly does. Can you expand, Barry, on how, how banks can protect themselves in this tricky time? There's a transformation gap. So 63% of banks, in our view, have a transformation gap, which basically means the security is lagging behind all, all the systems that they've implemented. So really what, what our view is, you need to have some form of data management platform. So you would have a, a consistent view of how you manage your data across the bank and also how you protect the data across the bank. Um, and it comes in, so you, you, it comes back to, again, so if you have a consistent view 
of a, you know, you hold it a spare copy for everything in an environment that can be quickly backed up. You also need to test your environments on a regular basis. So, you know, many banks have, um, have DR systems in place. However, unfortunately, 46% of banks in our survey basically either haven't had a DR system in place or haven't tested it in the last 90 days. One of the main things to protect against this is to make sure the DR system sits across the bank and make sure you test it regularly. Because in that way, you can ensure that when something does happen, A, you're protected against the attack, but B, you can bring back the data to get your business up running as soon as possible. Can you just expand on some of the data-related risks to banks and perhaps tie in some of the regulatory risks that might be out there? The regulation is, is coming stronger and stronger. The other, the other issue we have in the market, by the way, is in addition to the, the systems on-premises, most banks are then have a cloud-first cloud policy. So people are moving to move the data to the cloud. So you need to have a, something that can protect you across your on-premise things and in the cloud and in the cloud systems as well. And customers want to be sure that as your data moves between the cloud environments and the on-premises environment, that you, you can trust that data and you can make it work. So the regulatory systems basically say, okay, look, you have to have protection across that. You hold the data on your customers that is required, but you also, you don't hold historical data that shouldn't still be there. Let me give an example, David. So if you had held 10 accounts over the last 15 years with a certain bank, you may have three accounts that are currently current you may have three accounts that we know are definitely defunct, and you may have four accounts where we're not sure which. One of the other challenges then across those 10 accounts is if you try and delete the accounts we know are definitely to be defunct, do they have interlinked systems that, that deletes your, 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 your current account? So you need to have an analysis of that. So really what you want to be able to do is, is to go and analyze your, your data, understand what data is relevant and what data has to be deleted. So you would delete the three accounts that don't exist anymore, you would keep the three that do exist and the four you're not sure of, or you're not certain, you would encrypt, you would put into an environment that's safe and secure and you would look after that. So our view is the analysis of your data across all the data sets is really, really important. So you understand what the data is, what the impact is of the data and try and make decisions based on interlocking data. I'll, I'll give you one example. We, we, we had a, a bank we worked with and they developed a ransomware offering. They put the data in the, in the, in the, in the, the worm environment, in the immutable stored environment, and that was fine. Then they started analyzing the data and they actually moved the, um, as, as, they had, as they started analyzing the data, they had a link then back to, to, to the SOC, to the CISO, so that basically as they analyzed the data and they looked at it, what was going on with the data, if there was any warnings on the, on the data layer, they triggered off of the security systems that could say, actually, this is anomalous behavior in here. We need to have this looked at. So in terms of what you do, so there's a couple of challenges there. So one is regulatory, you know, are you holding the right data? Do you need to delete some of it? Do you need to look at the data? And then the other challenge is you need to look overall and make sure there's an overall policy for managing and analyzing your data. So you're holding the right amount of data and it's safe in the correct environments. Does that answer your question? It does. Well, Barry, thank you so much. Really interesting and informative. Uh, do keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.